Thanks for listening to our upcoming podcast on Erskine Radio. Vince Everett Ellison was born on coffee, a uh, cotton, not coffee, co- cotton plantation in Hayward County, Tennessee. His father was working there more or less as a sharecropper. He went on to own an insurance agency. He studied at the University of Mississippi and then went directly to prison. Well, no, he was a correctional officer in prison. He then took a position working for African-American nonprofit organizations. That's how he knows so much about them. In 2000, he ran for Congress in South Carolina's 6th District. He currently blogs, interviews, conducts podcasts as a writer. His latest book, probably the best I've ever read, is The Iron Triangle because he talks about the inside, the liberal democratic plan to use race to divide Christians and America in their quest for power and how we can defeat them. It's all about the power, baby. It's the power. To save America and the world, we must answer one question. Why do the vast majority of Christian African Americans vote for the atheist, anti-Christian, liberal Democratic Party? It's called the Iron Triangle Book. Vince, uh, Mr. Ellison, this is probably, this is the one-year anniversary from when you put this book out. It is absolute dynamite. It is a stick of dynamite. It tells the truth. That's what makes it so good inside the liberal Democrat plan to uh, use race to divide the Christian and America in their quest for power and how we can defeat them. When you're looking at this COVID thing, first thing they did was shut down the churches. That's not an accident, is it? No, no, no. That is not an accident. Uh, I, I wrote this book because, like you, I was wondering, after I you know, I grew up and I started looking at where the party stood, I couldn't right. understand why black, why, why black people were consistently voted for the Democrat Party. And I had a lot of uh, uh, friends of mine, black and white, asking the same question. It was just this hole that we didn't understand. Right. And so uh, after I left my uh, after I left the prison system and I went down into the black community, you know, the black intelligentsia was always telling us there was these evil, rich white Republicans. Right. And they hate right. black people. They want to <laughs> see us in jail. And so, I, you know, and, and I, there I, and I, there I, are there are some of those, but it isn't that many, right? No, no, no. So when I went down to the black community, I saw something very interesting. I didn't see any rich white Republicans down there. I saw, you know, you see a unicorn before you saw one. Right. But I did see, uh, I saw a lot of black Democrats, and I saw this, this entity that I call the Iron Triangle. Uh, the most now, black preachers, most, most black politicians, and most black civic organizers. And they make a lot of money off of the, uh, off of the chaos. Now, listen to the triangle. The triangle's the preachers, the civic organizations, and the black politicians. They got a couple of things. Drive all Christian values uh, from America and infiltrate, compromise the foundational institutions of the black community. That has to be the preachers, has to be the organizations, and the politicians. That's what the foundation is. And the black community was founded around the churches and around the preachers. They are the ones who are the most important in the black community. And you'll know that if you ever went to a black church like I have. You'll know it because uh, the church is absolutely paramount. I've never seen a more spiritual people in my entire life and never seen a more spiritual service and also never had better food than I've had at the black churches. <laughs> there you go, man. It, it, it is the foundation of our community. And when they got inside of their church and compromised the preacher, that's how they compromised the whole community. And they've gotten worse 
over the past 40, 50 years when you had the Jesse Jacksons and the Al Sharptons and, and, and all of the money that got involved in Democrat politics to turn the black preacher from the, um, from the ways of Jesus Christ to the ways of the Democrat Party. And most black people, this is a sad thing to say, it's a sad commentary, but uh, uh, in, the, in, in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, there was not a lot of propaganda. There was not a lot of books and literature that we could read that could tell you what the Democratic Party was up to. You right. didn't hear it on radio. You didn't have the Internet. So we had to get our information from the preacher at the church. And, of course, they were telling us to vote for the Democrat Party. But they weren't telling us, and we didn't know that they were supporting uh, uh, transgenderism. They were trying to drive God out the public square, that uh, uh, they supported abortion up to the ninth month, uh, that, that uh, uh, they were destroying the black family. The black community did not know all of that. So by the time we turned around and caught up, our community was being destroyed by the Democrat Party. I mean, just yeah, they, completely they, destroyed. In, in the uh, uh, idea of giving free money in one thing or another, they brought in the abortion. They brought in their, most of the abortion clinics are in the ba- black community. This is genocide against yeah. the black community, the abortion. The other thing that they did was they separated the families. Without the father and the family, yeah. they didn't have, the poor kids didn't have a role model. And that did further complicated situation. And the, in your book, you quoted Doris Kearns Goodwin from her book and uh, Robert uh, McMillan. He was a steward on Air Force One. So they both heard him say this, LBJ, I'll give them blank, the N-word, just enough to uh, quiet them down, not enough to make a difference. I'll have uh, them blank, the N-word again, voting Democrat for the next 200 years. He didn't like blacks at all. He wouldn't be using that language. However, I did hear an interesting thing. Six weeks before he died, there was an interview with LBJ, and they asked him, you have any regrets? He said, selling my soul. Isn't that something? Mm, wow. But this this something. man you this man it's was true, no yeah. friend of the black community. No friend at all. No, no, no. Once once they just, once they, they could no longer keep black people from voting, they had to of course then control the vote. And that's when the Iron Triangle really stepped into in, into operation. Now here's the weird thing. White Democrats did not believe that black people would vote for them. The last um, experience they had with the black vote was when Reconstruction between 1865 right. and 1877, when most black people voted voted for the Republican Party. But you and I know that they had this little group of people called the Redeemers back during Reconstruction that decided to kill, castrate, and murder any black man that voted for the Republican Party. And right. so being a Republican became a pejorative in the black community because they knew that you would die. They wouldn't just kill you. The white Democrats would kill you in a bad way. They would lynch you and then castrate you. If you saw that movie, The Free State of Jones, it depicts it. Right. This, this, this freed slave was, was registering black people to vote, and they caught him and they castrated him and hung him from a tree. And, uh, now, Bull, Bull like, Connor, you had uh, George Corley Wallace, you had uh, Orville Faubus. Yeah. These all were black, these all were white uh, uh, Democrat politicians. They yeah. all were segregationists. You also had a guy named Joe Biden, and Biden didn't want the uh, yeah. school uh, school uh, desegregation or all, anything like that. So you had all of this, and uh, they've been lined up for years. It was the Republicans who stood up and said, look, we're all equal. We're all equal. We yes, respect it, yeah, you. Yeah. It, yes. And so what they did, it was very interesting. Now, I was writing my book. One of the first problems that, um, the, 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 that the Republicans and GOP had with black people was Stockholm Syndrome. Uh, we oh, all absolutely. We all know about Stockholm Syndrome now. Yeah, but back in the 60s, it hadn't been diagnosed yet, so people didn't understand what it was. Patrick Moynihan called it Sambo. 
it was a situation where if you are oppressed long enough and beaten down long enough, you start identifying with your oppressor. Patty Hearst right. had it. Elizabeth Smart had it. And so when you looked at and so when black people got the right, in, right to vote in 1960, this is interesting. I have this in my book. My grandfather got the right to vote in 1960. Eisenhower and Nixon passed the 1957-1960 Civil Rights Act. They believed, because Martin Luther King Jr. told them that if black people got the right to vote down south, they'd probably vote Republican. However, Johnson and John F. Kennedy, who were Democrats, fought against those Civil Rights Act. But when my grandfather, even though the Ku Klux Klan kicked him off the cotton plantation, but registering in Haver County, Tennessee, when he got the chance to vote, he pulled the Democrat lever for the Democrat Party. I did not mm. understand that until I started reading and understanding Stockholm Syndrome. Black right. people, if you look at the Civil Rights Movement, when you look at the Civil Rights Movement, we wanted to integrate with white society, and white, white Democrats did not want us to integrate with them. Why did black people want to integrate with white society? They thought that white people had it better than they had. They thought the schools were better. They thought the lunches were better. They even fought to drink from the same water fountain and use the same bathroom beside white people. That's Stockholm Syndrome. And you know hey. that when they got a chance to vote, they were going to people, and they did. So when they voted 80% Democrat, in the 1960 election, Eisenhower and Nixon could not believe it. And you know who else couldn't believe it? The white Democrats down south. I had the white Democrats down south tell me that if they had known that black people were going to vote for them in the numbers that they did, they would have allowed them to vote with, without any reservation for the uh, uh, 100 years before then. But they, had, right. they, had, they said, there's no way we could have even believed after how we treated them that they were going to vote for us. But they did anyway, and they still do it today. Even though today Democrats treat black people like dogs, they still vote for them. Now, uh, they're making a major mistake in destroying the past. Because if you, now the Jews do it right. They have a Holocaust museum, so they know that they tell people, don't forget about this. This is what happened to us. But the blacks have made a terrible mistake. When I was a kid, I went down to Danville, Kentucky. My father took me there and he said, look in there. And he said, see the water fountains? One said white, one said black. Uh, or one said colored, one said colored and one said white. And I said, well, I want the colored water because I've never seen colored water before. I thought it'd come out green and pink and that type of thing. I, I never knew anything about that. And so I went to try it and he said, no, 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 that's separate water for, for colored people. And I said, that's stupid. He said, damn right, it's stupid. And when you see things like that, then you know what you don't want then you know what we've been through and what we've gotten through and where, where we are today. That is an example of where we were, not where we are. You need to know where you come from to know where you are. And this is something that they are neglecting when they're destroying the past. Yeah, one, one of the biggest mistakes that we made, white people didn't teach us we were inferior. We taught no, ourselves no, that, we, right. were, that we, we, we taught ourselves that we were inferior. See, white people said that white water was not inferior. Because they had white water fountains. We taught right. our people that colored water fountains were inferior. Now, how did sounded that be- Sounded better to me. Sounded a lot better to me, colored water. I wanted that because I'm tired of that old white no, water. See, it was just plain. Right. And black people told black people that colored water fountains were inferior. Now, where did that come from? We told ourselves that and we told our children that. Now, segregation was stupid. Segregation was, it was just completely wrong. However, Absolutely. We, but we taught ourselves that we were inferior, and we are still teaching ourselves that we're inferior because whenever you hear, hear white supremacy, and, 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 and when you start talking about white privilege, 
It's black people saying it. And now white people are starting to say it. When a black person says white privilege, he is telling everybody else he believes that he is inferior to white people. When he says white privilege, he says, I'm inferior to white people. Whenever a white person, a black person talks to me about, or a white person, I remember I was talking to this white guy, and he thought I was, because I was black, he thought I was a liberal. He said, yeah, man, the black man would do okay if the white man would get his foot off his neck. And I turned and looked at this guy. Now, I'm no, two. no, that isn't yeah, the I'm answer, two. no. No, no, I'm 6'2", I weigh 230 pounds. I looked at the guy, and I said, look at me and look at you. You think you can hold me down? And the guy got ashen white. <laughs> And I looked at him and I said, this is your problem. You think you have the ability to hold me down, and then you think you have the ability to solve all of my problems. You walk too hard on the earth. You don't have that power. And, and, as we, and this is why the black community is burning the cities now. They've been told this lie by Democrats for the last 40, 50 years that we can solve your problems, and they can't. No. And now the black community is rioting, but the white liberals are telling black people that we could solve them if the white conservatives would let us. No. But conservatives are telling us we can't solve your problem. You solve your problem. You individuals, you individuals, it's about the individual. We're talking about that. That's we right. get back because this is what the entire election is going to be about. Individual. Because in socialism, it's about the collective. And I'm more concerned about the individual. I'll tell you why. We'll be right back with the great... And the book is awesome. It's the Iron Triangle, the great Vince Edward Ellison, irontrianglebook.com. Get a copy. You'll love it. Economic direction during the health crisis. Many are predicting the rise of precious metals. Bank of America is predicting gold to nearly double to $3,000. This was followed up by Citibank's called for $2,000 gold this year. Gold is often the most sought-after investment during times of economic uncertainty. Nearly 40 million jobs lost. I'd say these are uncertain as times can get. President Trump and his team are fighting an uphill battle, but America will recover, no doubt. However, in 2009, it took many investors seven years to get back their gains they lost during the Great Recession. Is your portfolio diversified with gold? Patriot Gold Group has the logical answer. The No Fee for Life IRA, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may be eligible for the No Fee for Life IRA. Patriot Gold Group is Consumer Affairs' top-rated gold IRA dealer, four years in a row, 2016 through 2019, and Patriot you work directly with an owner and avoid paying inflated crazy broker fees. Call today. Request a free investment kit. We're very pleased to have Patriot Gold as a sponsor. And if you mention the Erskine Radio Show, Patriot will give you $25 off your first purchase plus free insured shipping for all your metal orders for 2020. We also have several retirement account incentives. Call 866 866- Six three five nine one five one. Get your free investment guide today. 866-635-9151. Hey, if you're driving, can't write it down, you'll find links to their website and their phone number on erskineradio.com. Patriot Gold Group, your wise asset protection choice. I forgot to say, this hour is a presentation of the USA Radio Network. 
Erskine Radio is proud to be sponsored by Patriot Gold Group. Ask about how to protect your IRA, 877-711-6705. When you call, you're going to talk to an owner. That's the way to do it. They know what they're doing. Now, we're talking with uh, Mr. Vince Everett Ellison. And Vince, the civil rights movement was about power. Individual success for anybody is about uh, duty to God, family, and individual effort. Now, people need to stop being a victim. Victimization is suicide. It's about, you're talking about the individual. In your book, it's all about the individual under God, the individual. And the re- I looked at this and thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. And I said, you know, God, you've done some weird things, but I'm looking around and we've got to be individuals. We're not a collective. There are no two people in this whole world with the same fingerprints. That's amazing to me. Billions of people with fingerprints and none of them are the same. We're individuals to yep. God. That's what it tells me right there. We're individuals to God. We're not part of a collective. The socialists want us to be collectives. When Mr. Biden talks about, well, you know, uh, the Hispanics are different from area to area, but blacks are pretty much the same. No, they're not the same. We're all different. Everybody is different. Everybody's an individual. I don't see masses of people. I see individuals. I know blacks I don't like. I know whites I don't like. I know blacks I love. I know whites I love. That's what we need to do is judge people as individuals. And then we're going to be in a much better place. Well, we made a big mistake in the civil rights. Yeah, we made a very big mistake in the civil rights movement. Um, uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s speech, I Have a Dream, it's a great speech. And I've heard it and you've heard it. And it's part of the American lexicon right now. But there was a mistake uh, made in that speech, a few of them. When when, uh, Colin Kaepernick and all these guys were kneeling in in the NFL a couple of years ago, I went to visit the Lorraine Motel. And I was wondering why these guys, what, what was their beef? They were young. They were handsome. They were rich. Uh, oh, they, yeah. they white America, white America loved them. Why were they saying they were not free? Why were they angry? What was their problem? Well, when I was at the Lorraine Motel, they were looping Dr. King's "I Have a Dream" speech, and I was sitting there listening to it. And you know, King rocks that speech. He just he just does it so very well. But oh, I yeah. heard this speech a thousand times. But I heard something this time in context that I not heard before. And I heard Dr. King say something. He said, "100 years." the Emancipation Proclamation, the Negro is still not free. That was not true. I was born free. According to John Locke in the Second Treaties of Government, and according to Thomas Jefferson in in our Declaration of Independence, freedom is an unalienable right given to you by God. Not not the government, not a king, not a white person, not a this, that, or the other. It comes from God. It comes from God. And nobody can take it. You can't even give it away. It is yours. If you think you can give it away, I tell you what you do: go shoot somebody, and then tell somebody, and then tell the judge <laughs> that man told me to do it. I gave him my freedom. Judge said, "No, you're still responsible for your actions. You cannot give it away." So when Dr. King went up before the world and said that a hundred years after the Emancipation Proclamation, that the Negro is not free, and we come to government for their freedom, he put a poison pill in the mouth of America and in Black America. Us believing that we have to come to government for our freedom and that we need a white America to affirm who we were. It's another King story. Larry King, the old CNN commentator, 
was asked what was his favorite interview. He said he was down in Florida, and Martin Luther King Jr. was integrating a hotel. And the white man would not give him a room, so they called the police on it. And when the police showed up, they asked King, what do you want, boy? He didn't say nothing. He said, what do you want? King said, I want my dignity. I hate that story because it implies that another man can give me my dignity. My right. dignity came from God, and no man can take it away. And that's why the black community is in bad shape now. We still look to white America to give us our dignity, and you don't have the ability to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Deaths of Christianity equals the deaths of freedom. They're trying to kill freedom in this country. We'll be right back. Yes, they are. Americans seek a stable economic direction during the health crisis. Many are predicting the rise of precious metals. Bank of America is predicting gold to nearly double to $3,000. Citibank's called for $2,000 gold this year. Patriot Gold Group has the logical answer. No fee for life IRA, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver. Patriot Gold Group is Consumer Affairs' top-rated gold IRA dealer four years in a row. And at Patriot you work directly with an owner, avoiding inflated brokerage fees. Call 866-635-9151. Get your free investment guide today. And if you mention Erskine Radio Show, Patreon will give you $25 off your first purchase and free shipping. That's 866-635-9151. You always find links at their website and their phone number on ErskineRadio.com. Jesus said, a house divided against itself cannot stand. We can no longer be divided among racial lines. We can no longer be divided among liberal and conservative. We've got to stand together for the betterment of everybody. There are things that we need to look at. Abortion. Abortion is nothing but genocide against the black community. That's the way Margaret Sanger set it up. She gave speeches before the KKK. Understand that and deal with it. You're not offering people freedom. You're offering them death, death. Eradication of Christians and Christianity. They are really doing that. Eradication of borders. The acceptance of self-respect is what's going to really help not only the black community, but America in whole. We've got to respect ourselves. We've got to show respect for ourselves. If you don't respect yourself, ain't but nobody going to give a big cahoot. Oh, excuse me. That's from the staple singers. But it's true. Respect yourself. If you don't respect yourself, nobody's going to care. If you're, and I'll give you another line. If you're walking around thinking that the world owes you something because you're here, you're going out the world backwards like you did when you first come here. That's the staple sing- singer's respect. They're right, aren't they? They're 100% correct, and we've forgotten all of that. And if you look at the black community between 1940 and 1960, you will find that we were on a path, um, and we were doing better than any race in America at that time. We were Our, our projection, we were um, uh, our, our income was uh, outpacing the white income our, uh, and Asian and Jewish income. But then in the 60s, because of the Civil Rights Movement, we hit a wall. See, look at the black people between 1940 and 1960. We had Joe Lewis that became heavyweight champion without right. a march, without even marching. We had Jackie Robinson uh, going to baseball without marching. We integrated the NFL, the <laughs> NBA without marching. We right. did it all. 
We and, and, and Tuskegee Institute has created more millionaires, more self-made millionaires than Harvard, Princeton, and Yale combined. Yes, they and did. people, people all fact. over the country knew the story of the Tuskegee Airmen. All over the country, they knew yes. the story of the gentleman yes. who created who created blood plasma. That he was black. Yes. They, there was there was a renaissance. That yes, now it's sort of like the Irish. The Irish were not, always kept down and one thing or another until one thing happened. John L. Sullivan won the bare knuckle boxing championship. Then the Irish quit mm-hmm. being put down. Now the same thing. Yeah. When you had uh, people like Joe Lewis, you had this type of thing. And, but the difference is people, a lot of people, the blacks didn't take control of it and say, we deserve this. We deserve this. We respect ourselves. It has to do with respect. I think a lot of it does. Now, uh, freedom comes from God. The black liberal freedom dream of equality to the KKK and racist whites who want to be equal to them. Is that what they want? Do they want to be equal to the KKK and the racist whites? Uh, Acts 529 said, well, to, to obey God rather than men. That's what we need to live by. Obey God rather than men. Well, see, those, those scriptures that you are quoting right now, that's why they took religion out of school. Those are the things we used to learn. When I started school, it was the first year of integration. Uh, by, back in the 60s, and uh, we, uh, before uh, uh, the government took over the schools, the federal government took over the schools, every every black school was in a church. It was in the back of a church. Every last Oh, month, really? I didn't know school. that. Yeah, I, I didn't go, oh, yeah, I never went to integrated schools. I, I, I always yeah, went yeah. to integrated schools. Yeah, yeah, they were they were always uh, connected to the church, and the, the uh, back of the church where the cafeteria and everything was, was the black school. And after they, got, after they went to high school, they went into the uh, big building, but even in Brown versus Board of Education, they could not prove that black children were not getting a good education. Matter of fact, when they tested them, black children were smarter than white children. So that's why they didn't use that as any uh, type of evidence during Brown. What they did do, though, in Brown, and this is going to surprise you, um, when um, uh, they were they were they when they had the case going on, they were trying to prove that the uh, schools were separate and and unequal. Well, all of a sudden, state uh, 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 they they equalized all the facilities and teachers pay. So they didn't have that anymore as proof. So the NAACP had to prove that black people were inferior and that integrating us with white children would make us equal. And that's what they used. They used Kenneth Clark's dog test in front of the in, in front of the Supreme Court. And the NAACP, a black organization, told the Supreme Court that black children were inferior to white children. And they're integrating the children, which is going to help black children become equal to white children. And that's why they did Brown. We said we were inferior, not white people. Black people said it, and we've always said it. Frederick Douglass, in his book, My Bondage, My Bondage, he wrote that his earliest memory was five years old when his grandmother took him on a 12-mile hike to another plantation, turned him over to the master, walked out of the back door without saying goodbye. He never saw her again. His memory was him laying on the floor screaming and yelling for his grandmother, who he never saw again. If you look at Roots, you'll find that there was a segment where the mother was escorting her daughter to be raped by the overseer, her small daughter, and she was telling him what he was going to give her if she didn't fight. Yeah, the mother did it. And if you look throughout our history, you will find that it was us, black people, that told us, told our children to look down when we saw a white man, to, to grin and, and, and smile when white people came around. It was us that told our children we were inferior, that we need to eat at their, at, at their lunch counters and use the bathroom beside them. It was us that did it. It was never white people. It was always black people, and they're still doing it today. It's that iron triangle. And the only way that we're going to defeat it is that we have to go back to what you just said. Jesus Christ, 
his last prayer before he went to the cross was for us, all Christians, to not ever be divided. He knew how all, all, was all Christians, all Christians. It didn't yes. say white or one thing or another. It was all Christians. And the other, the other thing is that when you're looking at that, that is so important to remember. That it is so important to remember what Jesus said, isn't it? Yes, it is. He told us, "You cannot be a victim." Whenever somebody said he doesn't love me, Jesus said, "You love him." Well, he treated me bad. Pray for him. He despite me using me and persecuting me, love him anyway. He always puts it back on you. But what do the Democrats and the liberals tell black people? You're a victim. You're a victim. You're a victim. Hate, anger, burning, looting, no justice, no peace. That is not of God. It is not a teach. This is what you should do. If someone says you cannot eat at my lunch counter, you say, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to start my own restaurant. I'm going to make my food better, and you're welcome anytime you want to come. That's how you defeat them. I love it. That's how you do it. Not by saying, I'm going to go to the federal government, and I'm going to get a bunch of guns, and I'm going to have them put a pistol to your head and make you feed me. You think that's going to change his heart? No. And that's why the cities are burning now. White people changed. Black people did not. White people got better. Black people still felt they were inferior. And I'm going to tell you something, brother. As long as you feel that you are inferior, you are a bottomless bucket. It is nothing no one can do to make you feel good about yourself. You're going to always be self-destructive. You have to learn to love yourself. That's the greatest love of all. And if you love yourself, it doesn't matter what anybody else says. It doesn't matter what anybody else does. Somebody can call you the N-word and say, man, that's your problem. It's not mine because I know who I am. (laughs) This is me. Being a a victim is self-suicide. Being a victim, you're killing yourself as a victim. right? I know who I am. I can't let some random person hurt me. He can only hurt me with my permission. I don't care what he thinks. He can't stop me from loving him. I'm going to love him no matter (laughs) what he says. And he can't hurt me. Now, as long as I got Jesus Christ and my 38, ain't nobody going to put their damn hands on me either. Right. I'm straight, man. So you can't, you know, you can't scare me, but you got black people that are being told by the Democrats, what? Turn in your gun. Right. Turn your back on right, your God. Right. Kill your children. Do, 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 do away with the police. So who, who's going to help you uh, yeah. if you do away with the police? I mean, it's just It's insanity. completely ridiculous. And as you see, it's a dystopia. So what do we do? It is up to us now. Jesus gave us this commission, and we made the mistake of depending on government. See, look, Jesus said, take this gospel, he told his disciples, and start here in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and then go to the uttermost parts of the world. What we've done as Christians, and we've taken our gospel, and we've gone to Africa, we've gone to Asia, we've gone to South America, but we won't go across the street to our own brothers and sisters in the black community. We've been waiting for the government, we've been waiting for the Republican Party to go and do what we should be doing. It is our job. It's our commission. And you're doing your job right now by putting us on, putting me on the radio and letting me talk to your listeners. This is there's, how a group that, there's a group that I had on that I think you may be aware of. It's the conservative clergy uh, of color. And they said, and I talked to a friend of mine, Aubrey Shines. He did came up much like you did. First thing, father's businessman. He ended up working uh, first jobs in Cook County Correctional Facility. He's got a place called Glory to Glory Ministries down in Tampa. And he said, if your church isn't preaching the gospel, if it's not preaching American exceptionalism, get out of it. Mm, mm, that's now that's right. what Aubrey preaches. 
Absolutely. Right. And, see, and, that, and I, I, and I really, that, yeah. yeah Go ahead. There's some good black preachers out there, and God bless them, but you notice they never let them on TV much, do they? they no, make sure no. They keep them quiet. But they'll let Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton get on, Al has his own television show. And, and all of it, call himself a preacher, he's an anti-Christian bigot. He goes everything, he goes against the word of God. And this is what Jesus said now. He said, there'll be many that will come in my name. They'll do such great works that they will fool the very elect. And his disciples were, were just in a quandary and they said, Lord, how will we know them? He said, you will know them by their fruit. He and they are—they come—they come as wolves in sheep's clothing. In That's sheep's the clothing. key. Yes, he did. Yeah, they're hard to yes. hard to tell, hard to discern, but they come in uh, sheep's clothing. The difference between capitalism and socialism, which is being pushed, capital uh, capitalism's about the individual. Socialism's about the collective. We're not a group of people. Yes. We're all individuals. The other difference is. Uh, socialism's about redistribution of wealth. Capitalism is about creation of wealth. Jesus preached primarily yeah. in the marketplace. He was a businessman. He was out in the business world. That's who he knew, and that's where he preached. He was not a socialist. That's right. That's why he talked about the fruits, didn't he? And this is what changed my mind about the whole civil rights movement. And I understood it was a garbage-in, garbage-out movement because when you look at the fruits of it, we look at the fruits of these black ministers, and you see the abortion. You see the young men, the, right. the amount of young men that right. go to prison, that the black family has been destroyed, the crime. Jesus said, look at their fruit. You will not get good fruit from a rotten tree. And you will not get rotten fruit from a good tree. Every tree and every fruit will be of its kind. So if the black community is rotten, the tree that it came from also has to be rotten. So the black church has to be rotten because look at the black family destroyed. Look at how many black men go to prison. Look at the crime and the violence and the dystopia and, and, and the burning and the looting. All of that is a fruit from a black church that is preaching an apostate religion. And it is destroying the black community. And it's having a ripple effect on America because you see how the young people right now, they even got young white people hating that they're white. Another form of hatred. self Absolutely. Absolutely. And, so and, now, and the so other thing is, to... the other thing is, men in this society have become wimpy. And the pro- they, yeah. they look at Jesus, they figure he's some long-haired gay guy who's prob- probably gay with the long hair and robe and everything. But if you read the Gospel of Matthew, there's a guy who 40 days and 40 nights and still whooped the devil. Now, this guy was tough. He was tough as nails. Jesus was not some little wissy guy. He was tough. Read the Gospel of man, Matthew and you'll understand yeah, it. I didn't man, know that till recently. I had no idea how absolutely tough this guy was. Jesus Christ of the Bible is not some little guy sitting back saying, oh, I'm all for peace and love. Yes, he was for peace and love, but he wasn't afraid to stand up. He didn't walk in and pick up a whip when he got in and said, now get out of here. No, he walked in with a whip when he threw the money changers yes, out. He did. He, he walked did. in he walked with it. He, he didn't. He and, didn't walk. And, he didn't pick it up when he got there. He walked in with it. He was going to do some serious damage. He knew that before he went in. These are people who shouldn't be in and, my father's house, right? And while he was whooping them, he was talking to them. Didn't Absolutely. I tell you that this was my father's house? It was <laughs> like Muhammad Ali was whooping and talking to him. So again, Absolutely. So now you got. But I, I call these Democrats these beta male Democrats. I want you to start calling them beta crats, okay? That's my word. You can use it. Beta crap. Because they're beta male and they are Democrats. LeBron James, all these young men in the NFL all kneeling. 
talking about they want to be affirmed by white America, white privilege. Look, man, when you look, I look at these young men. LeBron James, six foot eight, two hundred fifty pounds, got uh, probably a half a billion dollars in the bank. Walk around talking about he's scared of America. Scared. Right, right. I'm not afraid of anything. But they talk about they are afraid in America. All these big old muscle men, and they are trying to get people like you now. They're trying to tell you they want reparations, and they also want to send you to a re-education camp called Critical Race Theory. And they want to re-educate you in a re-education camp like the Chinese communists do. Absolutely. To deal with your subconscious racism. It is insanity. And for any white person to sign off on this stuff, they do need to go to a re-education camp. It's and if, if, you, if you deny that there is, if you don't deny that there's critical race theory, just the denial of that makes you a racist. Now, what an argument yeah. is that? These people are nuts. They are absolutely crazy. They are absolutely insane. But you know what? It is a strange insanity. It is driven <laughs> by hate. It is driven by victimization. It is driven it's, by, it's also uh, it's uh, also uh, driven by a desire for power. You brought that out in the Iron Triangle. Yes, yes, yes. That's a narcissism in it. I had this one guy. They want the power, and the they'll take the power from yeah. everybody they can get it from. Power and money. It's about greed, and it's all about. Now, remember, the devil is a great deceiver, and that's where it fits yes, in. Is. We get back. I'm going to play something that I listened to. I, I did this, uh, uh, read your book, and then I had said, this sums it up. I'm going to play a little bit of that when we return. Uh, Vince Everett Ellison, the book is The Iron Triangle, irontrianglebook.com. Get a copy of it, please. And also go to erskineradio.com, freedom.us. All our shows are archived 24-7 at both sites. As Americans seek a stable economic direction during the health crisis, Many are predicting the rise in precious metals. Bank of America is predicting gold to nearly double to $3,000. This was followed up by Citibank's called for $2,000 gold this year. Gold is often the most sought-after investment during times of economic uncertainty. Nearly 40 million jobs lost. I'd say these are uncertain as times can get. President Trump and his team are fighting an uphill battle, but America will recover, no doubt. However, in 2009, it took many investors seven years to get back their gains they lost during the Great Recession. Is your portfolio diversified with gold? Patriot Gold Group has the logical answer. The No Fee for Life IRA, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may be eligible for the No Fee for Life IRA. Patriot Gold Group is Consumer Affairs' top-rated Gold IRA dealer, four years in a row, 2016 through 2019. And Patriot, you work directly with an owner and avoid paying inflated crazy broker fees. Call today. Request a free investment kit. We're very pleased to have Patriot Gold as a sponsor. If you mention the Erskine Radio Show, Patriot will give you $25 off your first purchase plus free insured shipping for all your metal orders for 2020. We also have several retirement account incentives. Call 866-635-9151. Get your free investment guide today. 866-635-9151. Hey, if you're driving, can't write it down, you'll find links to their website and their phone number on erskineradio.com. Patriot Gold Group, your wise asset protection choice. 
When reading the Iron Triangle, I kept thinking, I've heard this message before. And I'm going to show you where the message came from. It came from a group called the Staple Singers. And this is what they had to say about it. Get out of the way. respect yourself it's all about respect isn't it oh man yes and look um and you know i'm going to i'm going to quote another line from that book uh keep talking about the president won't stop evolution put your hand on your mouth when you cough that'll help the solution these people are so far ahead of their time it wasn't funny well you know i'm uh uh, the stable singles did that at stacks and uh, i went to school at the university of memphis and, right. uh, we used to sing with the Staples singers when I was a young man. I know the Staples singers very well. Maybe Staples are family friends. But oh, this man, is I, a, I hit, one, hit one that was right up your alley, didn't I? Oh, yeah, man. Look, this is how we thought. This is why my family was so successful. Our father right. said a bad thing about white people. You know, but he taught us, he said there are two types of people, good and bad. Race doesn't matter. It right. troubles me to see us reverting. But these are the children of Barack Obama. We thought that when Barack Obama became president, if nothing else, we had crossed over the Rubicon of race relations in America. We were a we, we were a post-racial country. But before Barack Obama left in his in, in the last two years of his second term, he was given an order from the Democrat Party to put the black community back on the plantation. They cannot be made to believe that the look that the conservatives are not trying to kill them. So for the last two years of his administration, Barack Obama said racism was in America's DNA. Eric Holzer said in all things racial, we are a nation of cowards. They started Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown, and they started all of this race hatred. And for Donald Trump's first four years, racist, 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 racist. But what did, what did Donald Trump do? He, gave fun, he increased funding by 17% to the black colleges. He started black opportunity centers, which allowed more black entrepreneurs than ever before. He did court reform that never was done under Barack Obama. He declared Antifa, and he declared KKK as terrorist organizations. And he is going to get a huge uh, bump on the black vote this time, especially when he got uh, Joe Biden saying that he went to a black university when he didn't. I mean, Biden yeah, said, Joe, uh, I got I got started out of a HBCU, which uh, means historically black college, Delaware State. 
I don't want to hear anything negative about Delaware State. They're my folks. No, they aren't, Joe. You never went there. Lying, lying no, about but, it. But, yeah, yeah, Biden's always been a lie. He did the crime bill, as you know, yeah. in the 90s, called Black, uh, uh, Black, Black Men Super Predators. And that, uh, that uh, divided up the family in and up. of itself. The crime bill divided up the family, sent uh, more and more innocent people. When I saw the, the lady, Mrs. Johnson, crying and talking about how she got out because she was on a drug charge. They put her for life in jail, first time convicted. I mean, insanity, what yeah, they did. Yeah, man. Well, look, what you need to do is use this line from me. Use it every day. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris put more black men in chains than Jefferson Davis and Robert E. Lee combined. Make sure you tell your listeners that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Even even Robert E. Lee tried to get them out of, tried to get people out of chains. I went to Bruton Perry's church and they tell the church story in Williamsburg, Virginia. They said, uh, Robert E. Lee came and sat down there, which used to be the slave seats. And a lady came up to him and said, Mr. Lee, that's the slave seats. He said, my friend, the war is over. It was over. It should have been over. People with respect knew it was over. They wanted to keep it going, a lot of the black politicians, and they kept slavery going through their own actions, didn't they? And and they are still doing it with the educational system. And what do we do as Christians? We pray, we come together, and we heal this thing. Politics won't do it. Christianity will. Ben, we have to ben, follow stay the on the line for Stay on the line for a minute after we finish. And... Uh, IronTriangleBook.com. Get a copy of it. This book will hold you, grab you like none other. You've got to get a copy of this. It's the best. Thanks for... With nearly 40 million jobs lost, these can be very uncertain times for many. As Americans seek a stable economic direction during the health crisis, many are predicting the rise of precious metals. Bank of America is predicting gold to nearly double to $3,000. Citibank's called for $2,000 gold this year. Patriot Gold Group has the logical answer. No fee for life, IRA, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver. Patriot Gold Group is Consumer Affairs top rated gold IRA dealer four years in a row. And at Patriot, you work directly with an owner, avoiding inflated brokerage fees. Call 866-635-9151. Get your free investment guide today. And if you mention Erskine Radio Show, Patriot will give you $25 off your first purchase and free shipping. That's 866-635-9151. You always find links at their website and their phone number on ErskineRadio.com. Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast. We got lots more, so be sure to come back. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.